Hey there, skinny peeps. Welcome to The Skinny with Jesus. Today is July 26th, 2018. I am so glad to be back with you guys. My name is Bevan Caramello. I'm the founder of this podcast ministry. And for those of you who have been listening one after the other, you know I just returned from another mission trip to Honduras. It was a a beautiful week. Um, with uh, some wonderful people who I, I love and and cherish. Very, they're very dear to me. I work with a ministry down there called Casa de Ester. Um, they are a ministry who rescues girls who have been um, sexually exploited in some way. And uh, what the work that they're doing is just it's so beautiful. Um, just absolutely filled with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and truly. Um, it's an amazing place to be. I love my time there because it is the gospel in action. They are doing really good things. So um, as promised, I, I love to share my my experiences and my, my time down there with you guys. I know there'll be more to come from it. Right now, I'm still processing, I think, everything that God is showing me and teaching me from my time there the, uh, this past week. But one of the really awesome things that happened that I'm ready to share with you and talk about today is um, God is taking the Skinny with Jesus into Spanish, okay, into Espanol. Um, my dear friend, Marie Vilchez, she is going to be translating the Skinny with Jesus every week into Spanish. Um, she's a, a dear friend of mine now. I met her back in March when I was in, on a trip um, at Casa de Ester. Um and she is a translator. She works with the ministry down there, and we got to spend some time together back in March, and we have both been praying about this opportunity, both for her and for the ministry. We've been praying about it ever since we met, Um, and when I was there last week, we got to sit down and have a cup of coffee together again one evening, and um, I love that Honduran coffee. It was fun. I'm so glad I got to share a cup of it with her, and um, she really believes and feels like um, God is calling her into this ministry. And I agree. I'm, I'm super excited for where it's headed. Um, so stay tuned for more about the Skinny with Jesus um, going into this Spanish-speaking world. Um, reach some more people that way um, if that's their, their primary language. So I will be posting more about that. I'm going to put um, a, a picture of uh, Mari in our Facebook page so you guys can see her and um, be supportive. Don't hesitate to comment there to welcome her to this ministry. I'm so grateful God has placed her here. I know that this that he's working here and that he's going to do mighty things with her and um, through her testimony and through her um, words of wisdom, just being added to the skinny. So super exciting things happening with the skinny with Jesus. So like I said, stay tuned for more with dates and everything like that. She's just getting started. It's going to um, take some time to get some of the back series recorded recorded and then those will launch and I will let you know those dates so that you can share those launch dates with any friends or family you might have that might prefer to listen to the skinny with Jesus in Spanish. Okay. So, uh we are still in the middle of our keep choosing him series, okay, where we have been looking at different places in the Bible where um followers of Christ either did a great job choosing him and what that looks like, the example that they set for us uh, and how we can um, keep choosing 
Jesus day in and day out. Um, we're also, we've looked at, we looked at a place where um, last week where Peter fell short and didn't choose him um, for a for a brief moment when he was um, shrouded in fear. But then we saw him rise from that and uh, become the rock that Jesus would build his church on and ultimately choose Jesus with his entire life, even to the point of death. So keep choosing him. Okay, that is where we are today. We are going to be in the book of John. We're going to be in chapter 6, and I'm going to read you guys verses 1 through 15, okay? We're going to be looking at the passage of scripture in John where Jesus feeds the 5,000, okay? And it's important too, as you hear that number, Jesus feeds the 5,000. It's a story that a lot of us are very familiar with. Remember that number there, the 5,000, that just refers to the men, okay? So that doesn't take into account all of the women and children that were there as well. So anywhere from 10 to 12 to 15, 20,000 people, who knows how many. I've heard some scholars estimate that it was probably between 12 and 15 though. Okay, here we go. John 6, we're going to start with verse 1. It says, Some time after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is, the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. Then Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover feast was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Jesus asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to even have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far, how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and the men sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Okay. So here we see this little boy who chooses Jesus. That's who we're going to focus on today. The little boy with the five barley loaves and the two small fish. I want you guys to just try to imagine him in your mind, okay? This boy in this moment, in this story, he chooses Jesus. He chooses to trust Jesus with what he has. So I think the first thing that we need to recognize here is that this boy, he recognized the need Okay, he was present within the 5,000 men and all the women and children. He was there 
And with everything that's going on and they're all gathering around, he recognizes that there's a need for food. I want you guys to just imagine him going up to the disciples as he hears them rumbling, grumbling, trying to figure out how are we going to feed all these people? What? How is this ever going to work, Jesus? And then what do we see him do? He offered what he had, right? I just want you to picture him, this little boy. The scripture says, here is a boy. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. That's all he has. He's standing there in front of the disciples with his five little loaves of bread and his two small fish. But he says, here, here's what I have. You can have it. And I want you guys to imagine that that's you, okay? That, that, that scripture right there, it could say, here is a girl or here is a man, here is a woman. And then I want you to imagine this little boy, imagine you in his shoes, standing there in front of Jesus with whatever it is that you have, with your arms stretched out and your hands open, palms up, holding what you've got and offering it to the Lord. It's kind of like God's happy meal, right? That's what I'm picturing here. These these two little pieces, these two little fish and these five little loaves of bread. It's like this little boy's happy meal, God's happy meal. That's kind of how I think of it now. If I imagine one of my boys standing there saying, here, you can have my hamburger. You can have my fries. I don't know how you're going to feed everybody with it, but I'll give you what I've got. Here's what I have, Lord. And I'll, I'm standing in front of you with open hands. And so I think there's another really important part of this story that we need to focus on in verse 12 at the end, after they'd all eaten their fill, they had as much as they wanted, we're told in verse 11. And then Jesus tells his disciples, he says, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. You guys, God won't waste any part of us that is surrendered to his will. See, there's certain things we hold in our hands with a closed fist. We cling to them and we don't want to surrender them. We're hanging on to it. God can't use what we won't offer to him, what we won't surrender. But whatever we offer to him, nothing is wasted. God won't waste any part of us surrendered to his will. He says, let nothing be wasted. So this got me thinking, you know, what do you have? A house? Maybe a business? Do you have $5 in your wallet for the man standing on the street corner? Maybe two hours a week to serve at your kid's school or two hours to serve by washing dishes or cutting grass. I don't, I don't know what it is that you've got in your hands. But I think there's some questions here that we can really, um, that could really help us if we'll ask ourselves, what does it look like to keep choosing him with what we have? And I think 
First question here is, what has God made you good at? Everything that you are is because God designed you that way. What has God made you good at? Think of your personality, your talents, your passions. Then you need to ask yourself this. What has God given you to give away? What has God given you to give away? He put it in your hand just so you would have the privilege of serving him with it. Maybe it's your money or your time. Or maybe it's hospitality, bringing people into your home, hosting a small group, leading a Bible study in your living room. The third question I want us to ask ourselves today is, is there anything God has given you? that you are withholding from him. Think about that little boy standing there in front of the disciples, standing before Jesus with his five loaves and his two small fish. Imagine what he witnessed that day, the miracle he got to be a part of because he approached God with what he had and offered it to the Lord. Can you imagine what he would, the blessing he would have missed out on had he been standing there clinging to his food, hiding it because he didn't want to share it, he didn't want to give it away? Is there anything God has given to you that you are clinging to, that your hands are closed, your fists are tight, and you don't want to let it go? God asks us to surrender our hearts, our treasures, and our time. We're going to be looking at those three things one at a time over the course of the next three weeks as we wrap up this series. Here's what I have, Lord. A surrendered heart, surrendered treasure, and surrendered time. And you guys, God doesn't ask us for what he hasn't given us. He won't ask us for something that he isn't going to provide. And you guys, he knows all that we have and all that we're going to have because it all comes from him anyway. Our very breath, the very breath that we breathe, the life in our body, the air in our lungs, it's all from Him. Pray with me. Father God, Lord, I pray that you will show us this week as we begin to ponder and think through these questions. Lord, is there anything we are withholding from you that you long for us to serve you with? What would you have us lay at your feet, Lord, as we begin to recognize more and more and study more and more what it looks like to choose you, what it looks like to live with a surrendered heart? We surrender our treasures. We surrender our time. Lord, we don't want to withhold any part of us from you. We want to be completely surrendered to your will. Lord, we praise you for being the God who chooses us. 
the God who chose us, Lord, while we were still in sin. You sent your son to die for us, Lord, and you choose us to do good works in your name, that you would allow us the blessing of serving you and you allow us, Lord, just even the teeniest part to play in the work that you're doing. Such a privilege, Lord. We thank you for it. We praise you for being that loving God that gives us a part to play. Lord, I thank you for each person listening to this message, Lord, each person that's going to listen to it today, each person that's listening to it in the future. I know, Lord, that you have a specific word for them. And so I just pray that you would speak that straight to their heart and then give them the bold courage, Lord, to choose you today and in the days ahead. Thank you, Lord, for this time together. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you guys for being here with me today. You know I love being here with you. It is one of the best parts of my week every week. I will be looking forward to being back with you guys next week. Until then, you know that I am praying for you and yours. Bye now.